Warning, Lawless is a podcast exploring crimes that can be explicit in nature. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back, true crime fans. This is episode eight of Lawless. Annie and Alicia here, and we have a short but odd and horrifying episode for you today. Our curvaceous criminals have us traveling to the Czech Republic circa 2006 to dissect an infuriating case including cults, cages, and cannibalism. Yes, that's criminals with an S. Before we start our tale, be advised that this story includes references to child abuse and cannibalism. Clara Morova was born in the Czech Republic in 1975. From an early age, she showed signs of schizophrenia. Her mental illness manifested as mystical inclinations and thought she had been called by God to complete a mission. Clara was not alone. Her oldest sister, Katerina, shared similar delusions. Clara married an older man in the late 90s while still in university and she ended up having two children, Jacob and Andre. Eventually, her husband did leave her due to her extreme beliefs. Clara, who is noted to be a loving mother, devoted herself to caring for her children. She invited her sister, Katerina, to move into their Kurum house to assist with their upbringing of her boys. Both girls were going to university together when they met a young woman named Barbara Sklorova. After the introductions, they continued to communicate and became friends. Barbara claimed to have escaped from a juvenile center because of their mistreatment. She convinced Clara to let her move into their home as she had nowhere else to go. Clara would end up adopting this teenager, though everything was not as it seemed. Barbara was in fact a 32-year-old woman who was born with hypopetuitarism, which caused her to look much younger. She was also a frequent flyer at psychiatric hospitals due to her inclination to present herself as a 13-year-old girl to be adopted. According to one of Barbara's previous doctors at a mental institution, Zanek Banzi said, quote, The entire history of Barbara Sklorova is surrounded by an enigma in which she participates in a strange way. There is no clear explanation, but my hypothesis is that it is a distortion with a serious mental identity disorder. End quote. Needless to say, she was a master manipulator. After moving into Clara's home, Barbara began to get jealous of the attention Clara gave to her children. She started to do things that would cause Jacob and Andre to get into trouble. Barbara encouraged Clara's anger toward her children, and for the sisters to join an extremist sect of the long-standing cult, the Grail Movement, where she was being groomed as some kind of idol. The leader of the sect was simply known as The Doctor and communicated with his followers only by text message. He endorsed the practices of slavery, cannibalism, sexual promiscuity, child abuse, and incest. The Morova sisters quickly became active members of this radical offshoot 
which is thought to be led by Barbara's missing father. After joining the cult, Jacob and Andre were subject to more abuse, primarily at the hands of Barbara. It was suggested that in order to control the bad behavior of the boys, they should be locked in a cage. This later morphed into grooming the boys to be slaves for the cult's religious purposes. While the idea was Barbara's, it was Clara who went to a blacksmith in 2006 to commission the build in the basement of their home. At this time, they were locked in the cage, and Jacob was 10 and Andre was 8. They were kept in the cage, naked, for a year. The cage had a closed-circuit monitor system so that the boys could be watched at any time. For a time, the women burned the children's limbs with cigarettes, whipped them with belts, gagged them, gave them electric shocks, and tried to drown them. There is also some evidence the boys were sexually abused. Jacob and Andre were left naked, sleeping on their own feces, and when they were bathed, it was with buckets of ice-cold water. The boys were even forced to hurt themselves by cutting themselves with knives. And on the occasions when they weren't locked in the cage, they were handcuffed to a table and forced to stand in their own urine for days. If one of the boys vomited, they would be forced to eat it. The torture shifted gears when Barbara decided it would be a good idea to fatten them up. Once the boys were considered plump enough, Barbara and Katerina held down Andre while Clara flayed a part of his leg. Despite the screams and pleas to stop, Clara continued until enough skin was removed for the three women to each eat a piece of the raw flesh. They then did the same to Jacob and then they made the boys consume some of their own tissue. On May 7, 2007, a neighboring couple was installing a baby monitor for their newborn. To their surprise, their camera feed was picking up the horrifying image of a naked boy locked in a cage filled with feces. When police arrived at the Morova household, Clara and Katerina tried to refuse to unlock the door to the basement Firemen were called to break down the door, and as they gained entry, they found eight-year-old Andre bound with duct tape and badly dehydrated. The boys, along with Clara's formerly adopted daughter, Anika, were taken into custody. A few days later, Anika disappeared from the children's home authorities had moved the children into after their mother's arrest. Anika, also known as Barbara, was on the run for approximately eight months before she was discovered. She was posing at that time as a boy named Adam, who had been adopted by a family in Norway. When he ran and was later found, it was discovered that he was now 34-year-old Barbara, who had shaved her head and bound her breasts to appear more like a teenage boy. Clara, Katerina, Barbara, and three others related to the extremist cult were tried in October of 2008. Both boys testified to the judge about the abuse at the hands of their mother and relatives. Clara was tearful during the whole trial and insisted that she was brainwashed and manipulated by Katerina, Barbara, and the other cult members. Katerina insisted that Clara should be held responsible for the child abuse. Barbara attempted to testify that the sisters had also tortured her while she was in their care, but this defense failed. Zuzana Zamorovkova argued 
that their aim was to make the boys blindly serve their religious goals. While Clara was only sentenced to nine years in prison, Katerina was sentenced to ten, as it was found she was inciting the torture of her nephews by acting as the mysterious doctor. Barbara and the others were only sentenced with five to seven years as accessory to the abuse of a child. The county court in the city of Brno likened the torture to, quote, eradication of child soul. Judge Pavel Goth said as he sentenced the women, quote, their aim was to create a person with a completely broken will. Andre and Jacob were repeatedly psychologically and physically tyrannized and held in locked rooms, end quote. Clara Morova's lawyer, Daniel Shevchik, made a statement after the trial was concluded. Justice believed Clara Morova had been manipulated, that she was a criminal and a victim at the same time, and that although it seems totally absurd, she was convinced that she was doing good by mistreating her children. It is the most important thing for my client. All the women associated with this trial have now been paroled. Barbara only served 2.5 years of her five-year prison term after a fierce debate in court between the state prosecutor and her lawyer, who stated prison was not improving her psychological condition. It appears both the Morova women served their full terms. This case is considered the worst case of child abuse in Czech history. The violence of this case led to the government to adopt measures that guarantee greater protection of minors against abuse. And that is the story of the cannibal mother, or should we say family, since it was yeah, sisters. More definitely <laughs> a family. This story, I'm not even going to lie. I didn't do a whole lot of research on this, so I was kind of just learning about it as we read it. But it's a crazy story to think that her ideations were normal. She thought her ideations were normal, you know? Right. She already had her own mental health issues and then pile on top of that an extremist sect of a cult. It was just a recipe for disaster. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And the whole thing about Barbara acting as a 13-year-old girl or boy when she's really a grown-ass adult. Yeah. And in doing the research, stories conflict either whether the Morova sisters knew how old Barbara actually was, whether they adopted her to help in the scheme, or if they were the wolves over their eyes too. Um, it, I couldn't find a clear answer. Um, but if they did know... I don't know what's worse, that they didn't know or if they didn't know. Yeah, I personally, I feel like it would be worse if they did know than if they didn't know. Yeah, less, more to blame if they did know. Right. But the Barbara's whole situation here, um, a lot of the research also points to the fact that she had been involved with the, gla- the Grail movement for a long time and that her father was one of their leaders of different a different sect of it. Um, but the Grail movement overall um, have cut ties um, with this whole sect. And they're actually response to the, they had a response to this abuse. Um, and they said, quote, we broke with these people 11 years ago after they gradually added to the Grail message their own imaginings and fantasies. Um, and that comes from the chief representative of the Grail movement in the Czech Republic, where it currently has still 15,000 followers. 
And then he said he sent the letter to them when there were about 15 of them, telling them that they were no longer part of the Grail movement. So there was 15 people part of this sect that was all about just things in, so- in society that we consider morally wrong. Yeah. So to better clarify for people, the Grail movement was a cult that followed the precepts created by or created between rather 1923 and 1938 by the German Oscar Ernest Bernhardt, who explained that a person can get to heaven by doing good things on earth. And those good things included breaking free from social taboos like incest, cannibalism, murder, etc., which is absolutely wild to me that they would consider that a good thing. Right, that's a good thing. But yet what these people are doing is just a skosh too far. Right, right. Just, just a little too far off from what they were, were wanting. Yeah. I guess, I mean, what's different here? They they believe in cannibalism and what else What else were they thinking about? Incest. And murder. And where, murder. <laughs> you know, murder's fine, but don't do child abuse. That's where right. they draw the line. Right. Not necessarily funny, but it's shocking. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Here's a question for you. How would you feel discovering that your neighbors were torturing their children? Like, just think about minding your own P's and Q's, setting up in your new home when you're setting up your baby monitor for your baby, and you see that on your baby monitor. Like, what? How would you feel? Pure shock. Like, uh... What do I do? It would be my next, I guess, call 911. Right. And that's exactly what they did. So thank God. Like, I could not imagine. Yep. They went to the police right away. I would think it's unreal. Like, it's one of those things that it's like, are you sweet? Is this not? I would think I'd be picking up someone's like cable channel or something where yes. they're into some freaky shit. But here we go. Nope. Real life. Real life. Yeah. I just could not possibly imagine being in that situation where i'm trying to start my new life in my new home with a baby monitor and you see that oh yeah here's my newborn that's that's a way to scar yourself from children seeing a little eight-year-old in a cage Mm -hmm. so we touched kind of briefly on the fact that the morova sisters both suffered from mental illness before they entered the cult life specifically it was schizophrenia which affects how a person thinks feels and behaves and they a lot of times have psychosis where they lose touch with reality. And there's a list of symptoms that just totally makes sense here. And it makes you wonder, you know, how did no one realize? Because I believe the older boy was still going to school on and off. Who didn't pick up on the fact that she was having these delusions or her neighbors didn't pick up on the delusions and hallucinations, you know? Right. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to pinpoint somebody who has a severe mental illness like illness like that something that severe you know what i mean so the the altered perceptions so you know changes in vision hearing smell touch you know your senses um abnormal thinking and odd behaviors how is not joining this grail movement an odd behavior i mean it was why like even her husband left her because she thought she was on a mission from god right and that brings you into the hallucinations, you know, hearing voices or or seeing things that aren't there. That that definitely ties into that as well. And they they were definitely preyed on by Barbara, who already was in a cult, to being like, well, you you come across sisters, and they're 
two boys, easily manipulated. Let's go ahead and bring that in. Um, do we want to touch on Barbara's medical condition so people can kind of get an understanding of, you know, how she got away with looking like 13 years old? Yeah. So hypopituitarism. It's a mouthful, but it's also a rare disorder in which your pituitary gland fails to produce one or more hormones necessary or it doesn't produce enough of those hormones. Um, And in Barbara specifically, it presented as a growth hormone deficiency, um, but there's other types of it as well. But basically, she just looked like a child her entire adult life. Yeah, and we'll have pictures of her or links to pictures too. Um, I definitely see it, that she looks very young. Right. I don't know if I, I could put her at 13. Like she was getting away with some really young ages here. Yeah, I would say just looking at the, one of the pictures in our document, I would say 15, 16, maybe is the youngest that I could think of. This story, if it sounds slightly familiar to you, um, it was actually, in, this story inspired the movie um, Orphan. Just a fun fact for you that I found in my research. So um, if you're a, a horror fan, go check that out. And it's based off this story, or not story, this <laughs> true thing. This true thing. Happened. You know, we we do read true crime. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, how do we feel about the sentencing? Oh, God, I don't think it was fair enough. Like, I don't I think that they should have had more time. Nine or 10 years for torturing your children. No, they should have been put away for at least 25 years at the minimum. Or made to do some sort of psychiatry psych, psychiatric help for so long yeah court mandated um the Call fact andrea that, yates and get yourself admitted like right. you need help you need drugs and you need help you can tell from the court pictures that clara was absolutely devastated by what was going on oh, i don't yeah. know when it clicked for her that what she was doing was wrong um but i i or if it really ever did and it's a part of her psychosis it's really hard to tell um but nine years and then being released i just does not seem right to me no and it's such a shame like clara and her boys are so cute like they're you just wouldn't see it you know unless you're reading about it and stuff like this like she's beautiful her kids are cute little blondies you know it's just it's very sad. Yeah. What surprised me the most was how Barbara got off with only two and a half years. And she pretty much orchestrated the whole thing. It, I will say it was very hard doing research on this. Um, it's a fascinating story and I wish I could have found out more. But it's a lot of most people's research was based off like two different articles and hearsay. So I don't know if there I don't see anything about where the boys ended up. I'm guessing they got adopted elsewhere. I can't imagine that in a case that this that was this big in the Czech Republic that they stayed in the foster system for long, if at all. Or maybe their dad took over care. We really don't know much about him either. Mm-mm. But I would probably steer clear of the limelight too if my um, th- the mother of my children also decided to put them in a cage and torture them. We were just informed. 
by one of our our lovely um, producers and archivists here that max time served for child abuse is 12 years in the Czech Republic. So maybe not that so unheard of in Europe where they are at, but here in the U.S., I'm not sure that they would have gotten off so lightly. Follow us on social media on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at WallaceTC. If you are more visual, we're also on YouTube. We would love to hear from you. Message us or post on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter any questions, guesses on who our next criminal will be, or suggestions for future episodes. We may just give you a shout out during the next episode. You could also support us on Buy Me a Coffee. In our case, it is snacks, but the website is Buy Me a Coffee. And tune in next time as we delve into another curvaceous criminal. This has been Lawless. Remember, crime has no gender, so why let men have all the fun? <laughs>